what's up you guys it's kate host of the podcast just winging it grab your coffee or wine prepare to feel heard because i'm out here talking about how adulting is hard as hell and we're all out here just winging it what's up guys happy winging it wednesday it's currently tuesday night because i am still a procrastinator nothing has changed in the last two weeks (laughs) um I just want to apologize ahead of time before we get into this episode for not being a very consistent podcaster, <laughs> for not being very good at posting a new episode every week. I hope that that changes soon. I hope that there will be enough space in my life where I can focus on this and this be a priority because it is something that brings me joy and Right now, I feel like my energy is having to be put into a lot of things that are not bringing me joy. And so that is why I kind of had to chill out last week instead of do this because I just didn't feel like I was going to be able to put my whole heart into it and really give you guys a good show. So that's why I was like, you know what, we're just going to have to skip a week. Also, it didn't help that my dogs had like the shats. (laughs) the shats this week like let me tell you what happened so we buy their food from a local grocery store okay their dog food because it's a good brand you know and we were buying like specialty foods from like a specialty store but like they were either discontinuing those foods and we were like having to change a lot so I was like you know what? I'm gonna go to a local grocery store that's gonna be consistent we're gonna get a food that's gonna always be there consistently and is not gonna go away And so that's what we did. And so I went to the grocery store to pick up their dog food. And lo and behold, they were out of their dog food. Now, they didn't discontinue it or anything, so it's fine. It was just that they were out. So I was like, all right, well, I'll just get this other bag for the time being. And um, this food is what my friend feeds her dog. And so I know that we debated a lot about dog food in the very beginning of her bringing her puppy home. So, like, I knew that, like... I felt like I could trust that dog food, <laughs> but my dog's stomachs didn't trust it, so don't be like me, and if your dog's, uh, if your dog's food is, like, out at the grocery store that you're at, if there's, a, if there's another grocery store that is exactly the same grocery store, you know, 10 minutes down the road, just drive that 10 minutes to go see if they're, if they've got the dog food, because otherwise... You'll be cleaning out diarrhea on Sunday and a week and a half. Like, it took us a week and a half to get this settled down. Well, at first we didn't realize what it was. And we were like, oh my gosh, like, why does my dog have diarrhea? So, then the, the next dog got the diarrhea. And then it just, it just domino affected from there. And then we obviously put two and two together that it was the dog food. And because by the time the second dog was starting to get the diarrhea, the other one was kind of stopping and we had switched back to their normal food and anyway it was just a literal shit show in here okay like I came home from work on Valentine's Day one I was going to go ahead and record the show and two I was expecting to get to have you know a date with Chris and I came home to like four or five piles of diarrhea in my kitchen alone not even counting what was in the living room so that was not a good time but beyond that I heard something on another podcast and I thought about it and I was like, you know what, 
this is why I'm going to take a break and then I'm going to talk about it when I come back on the next week to do a new episode. But one of the things that like I do in these podcasts it, or these episodes is kind of like motivate you guys to do things um, for yourself, for your mental health. And, you know, I just want you guys to remember that it doesn't always have to be perfect. Like you can take the lazy route sometimes or you can, you know, take it easy on yourself. You don't have to beat yourself up, but like we still need to be constantly trying to do better. Well, I am sorry that I do that sometimes because if it's something that you have a hard time hearing because you're not in the headspace to just hear that, then please know that, like, I don't ever expect anybody to be perfect all the time. And, like, there, I know I've mentioned the book How to Keep a House While Drowning, and that's, like, a perfect image of when you are just absolutely suffocating by life, like, this is what you need to do to help maintain basic needs, basic hygiene and things like that. And like, that's my only major goal with this show is to make you feel like, hey, I don't care if you haven't showered in a week because you've been too depressed to do that. Like, I love you. I will come help you. I will do your dishes for you, even if they are piled up. Like, I might not be able to do my own dishes, but I'll do your dishes. You know, like, I don't ever want anybody to think that I am a curated perfection, like this curated perfection, you know? And that was the term that I had heard on the other show that made me like make the light bulb go off. Like I don't have my shit together. I'll be completely honest with you. My house is a wreck right now. There's still some stains in the floor from where my dog shat in the floor. Not that I didn't clean it up. Like we tried to clean it up, but it's just not perfect. There was like a wax warmer that spilled and it looked like blood was all in the floor. And I did nothing about that because I mean, I was like, you know, it's it's wax melt. Like I don't really care. Um, I sometimes don't show up and do my best at like work. I sh- don't always show up and do my best in certain circumstances because I'm not gonna be at my best 100% of the time. My goal is to be, but sometimes I have to remind myself that it's okay not to be at 100% all the time, and that I don't have to prove that to anybody but myself, and. Or that I don't have to prove anything to anybody but myself. And myself doesn't care if I'm 100% all the time. But I worry that other people will be judgment, uh, judgmental of me or, you know, hear me on the show and then, you know, see me kind of start to get a little bit in the depressive state and think, well, she can't even practice what she preaches. So, anyway, I just wanted you all to know that, like, I am not a perfect person. And I want to become more consistent with this podcast. I want to be more consistent with my photography. I would like to stop putting my energy in things that no longer genuinely make me happy and start focusing on things that do. But unfortunately, life just where I'm at right now, it's just not feasible for me to quit my day job and and do this. So at the end of the day, I have to show up everywhere in five different places because otherwise then I won't have a house to live in because bills, you know, those things pile up. And but I'm I'm going to start working on trying to dig myself out of the very dark hole that I have fallen back into just as a result of, you know, overwhelming my body and brain with so many things that need to be done. So anyway, I just wanted you again to just know that like I hope that I never paint this picture of perfection that you guys think that 
you have to be like me all the time or that you have to be like a certain social media influencer because I'm going to tell you, they might have this perfect image in that one space, like their one space behind them might be clean, but around them is like a complete and utter shit show. Like any of the podcast episodes that I have done like a video recording on, so those are the ones that I do like with, with people, like the interviews, um, if I post any part of it and you see behind me looks like a clean space, I can assure you that what is in front of me is where I shoved all of the things that were in that scene or <laughs> in that picture at that time and I just wanted it out of the out of the zone so like just remember that what you see is only one little block of a person's life and what they are willing to share it doesn't always mean that their life they've got it together or that they're happy all the time or they don't have moments where they're sad and they beat themselves up and I know that that's so much harder like said than done or done than said or whatever the phrase is but like it, it, it's just something I wanted to remind everybody of so like I'm not perfect Social media influences are not perfect. Even Marie Kondo, the perfect organization queen that said whether or not stuff sparks us joy, we need to get rid of it, has even said, like, now that I have three kids, like, I'm a little overwhelmed, y'all, and I need to slow down, (laughs) and I'm not as clean as I once was. So don't ever let somebody dictate how you feel about yourself in your life because, again, ain't a single person out there that's got their shit together because even if they do have their shit together I can assure you that they're losing it somewhere else like their mental health is gone or they're overridden with just anxiety and depression and that's why it seems like they have their shit together because cleaning might be a coping mechanism or something so anyway sorry if you hear the clunkety clunk clunk of my wine glass that I'm sipping as I'm talking to you guys tonight because I really just needed that when I got home from work today. So I just uh, poured myself a glass. Um, It is the $2 wine from Aldi. So if you're a wine connoisseur and you're, you know, into high dollar wine, I'm not, okay? I am balling on a budget over here and I'm drinking my bougie $2 wine from Aldi. That is the Winking Owl brand. Um... You know, I would totally take like a uh, sponsorship from them because <laughs> I am the picture of someone who drinks two dollar wine from Aldi. Um, but it's really good, so don't judge it because it's only two dollars. So anyway, I <laughs> didn't really know what to talk about on this episode because I thought about doing like a post Valentine's Day episode, but I was like, Wah. nobody cares about Valentine's Day anymore. Like we're over it. And then I was like, I'm going to look up like some hot topic to talk about. But I was like, you know, I really don't have the energy to do all that. So I was like, you know, I'm just going to come on here and just chat with you guys. Like kind of like the YouTube videos where they're like, get ready with me videos. And they just talk to you about random things. That's kind of what this episode's going to be like because I just didn't really know what else to talk about. So I'm just going to kind of, you know, do some weird chit chatty stuff. But I do have a guide here um, so that I'm not just completely winging it because... It is what it is. Uh, Anyway, the Know Yourself book, a book of questions, was given to me by my boss because she was cleaning out her office and she was like, this seems like you. And it is. It is very much who I am as a person. I just love these weird, like, get to know people questions and stuff. So I've been, like, asking my coworkers these questions during, like, downtime. Like, every day I start a day with the question and then 
the other day our internet and phones went out for basically all day so we were kind of sitting in the dark not knowing like what the cause was at first so I was asking them questions for like an hour straight and then we finally realized that we weren't getting internet back on for the day so we had to come up with another solution which was clean the whole office from top to bottom but uh anyway I was like you know what I'm gonna use this book to kind of just like flip through and ask questions from the book to myself and then like talk to you guys about it I know some of the questions in here is I've been flipping through them, obviously, but, like, I'm just going to flip to maybe, like, ten random pages and do, like, ten questions because they're kind of short. Some of them are really short, and some of them are, like, really deep questions. So if they're, like, really long, I may just – we'll cut the number back <laughs> eventually. Um, but, yeah, so we talked about my dogs having the shack. We've talked about how I don't want to be curated perfection. So now let's talk about whether or not I know myself. <laughs> Okay, so the first question, and again, I'm literally just taking this book and just flipping it random, um, and we'll just ask random questions on here. So the first question I flipped to was, what are things, I mean, excuse me, what things are still on your to-do list? Well, currently, decluttering my home is on the top priority of my list, and by decluttering, because I was telling my coworker Portia about this, like, I've been telling Chris that we need to clean the house, we need to clean the house, we need to clean the house. And he's like, our house is clean. Well, it's clean-ish. Um, it is certainly not sparkling clean. Um, but I think I came to the conclusion that it's not about getting the spaces clean. It's about de-freaking-cluttering the spaces. Because we have so many things that we don't use regularly. And there's no reason to have them here. Like, we have like five things we use regularly. That's the TV, our book that we're reading the coffee machine and the air fryer <laughs> and pots and pans and some dishes because most of the time we get paper dishes so I mean the rest of it it's just taken care of I don't care um so decluttering is on the top of my to-do list um giving my car a deep clean I need to get my jeep fixed because it's just sitting in the driveway um I've got debt to pay off <laughs> I've got just a lot of things. There's a lot of things that are still on my to-do list. That's a, we could go on and on and on about that question, so we'll skip on that one. Um, so this one is, which people from your past are still in your heart? There's a lot of people. Um, you know, I still think a lot about friends from elementary school, middle school, high school, and people that I've had to let go as, uh, as a way of, like, letting go toxic friendships and things like that, and obviously grandparents that have passed away and family members that have passed away and things of that nature like all of those people are still in my heart but I don't want to sit and talk about that for too long because if you want to get into something that's going to make me cry go do that all right question number three how do you let people know they are special to you hmm how do I let people know that they are special to me well I so my love language is um, probably physical touch from the people that, like, I love and that I'm, like, super close with. So, like, if Chris comes by and, like, puts his hand on my shoulder, like, I like that. But, like, if I don't know you, please, God, please don't touch me. Um, <laughs> but I also kind of have a love language of, like, acts of service or gift giving. Those two kind of go hand in hand in my opinion. But, so I will tend to do those things. So, like, if I come up to you and I touch your shoulder or... 
I touch the back of your arm or I bring you a random thing that you like, like a cup of coffee. Or if I know you're an avid reader and I've read a really good book, and I'll bring you a book to read, you know, like that I know that you would like. Like those are my kinds of um, things. And like just I would say communication, but I am the worst at communication when it comes to like getting back with people because I have so many people that I do care about and love and I want to make sure that everybody has my time that that is the biggest thing I like to give people my time and so sometimes I feel like I don't give enough people enough of my time and I wish that I had more time to give everybody that I love because giving my time is a big thing for me but definitely just giving people things um okay what have you only recently discovered oh I tell you guys I recently discovered the why did the chicken cross the road joke and if you are today years old when you figure this out, I'm sorry, but this was one of those things where, like, I didn't, I wasn't capable of thinking outside the box, and so that joke has always been, like, the dumbest joke to me, so, like, why did the chicken cross the road to get to the other side? Like, yeah, duh, to get to the other side of the road, right? Like, why else? I mean, that joke has absolutely never made sense to me, and this girl on TikTok was like, yeah, because he's gonna get killed as he crosses the road so he's going to be getting to the other side as in the spiritual world or heaven or whatever your vibe is for that like to get to the other side and I'm like oh that makes more sense that does make logical sense it's not funny though it's kind of sad but that that is something I've recently discovered <laughs> all right so that was four so number five. Oh, do you practice what you'll say before making a phone call Yes, especially when it comes to like in my job, I have to call doctors a lot and talk to doctor's offices and I just really feel imposter syndrome a lot when it comes to making phone calls. And let me tell you, the first couple of times that I called the doctor's offices from my job, I stumbled over my words so bad. I was like, I'm calling on behalf regards of the of the patient that, um, that, like, and their problem is this, and, like, their date of birth is this, and I need this, but, like, and, and, I mean, I need, like, this for this, like, you know, like, it was so bad, but it was because I had to steer out of the emergency department giving report to med surge, kind of, or ICU, or whatever, no, the hospital, where it's, like, this is your patient, this is their age, this is what they're here for, this is what needs to happen, this is why they're coming to you, period, point blank. And so having to go from that to being like, okay, I don't have to give all this information, I just have to give their name, their date of birth, what I need, and call it a day, it was it was a big difference. So, And then also, <laughs> a story for my nurses, when I first started in the emergency room, so if you are not a nurse and you're listening, when you give report, it is very dependent on where you're from in the hospital as to what your report will sound like. And emergency room nurses are notorious for giving shitty report. And when I first started as a nurse, like, I had just got out of nursing school, obviously, and they teach you SBAR. And what SBAR is is subject background um, assessment. And I don't remember. <laughs> I don't even remember what SBAR stands for. But, like, Anyway, it's like you give, so Miss Jones is a 64-year-old female. She has um, 
spinal muscular atrophy and she has a suprapubic catheter that was infected and she's being admitted because she um, had a kink in it and she had urine backed up into her kidneys and ended up with pyelonephritis and now she's receiving antibiotics, IV, and and she's going to be admitted for donut any day, whatever. Like that's the kind of like, and her lab work looks like this, and her urinalysis looks like this, and da 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 da, and you would go on and on and on for days in your report in nursing school. So when I got out on the floor, and when you are sending a patient from one hospital to another, because like the hospital that I work in is very small, and so we have to ship them out to bigger hospitals sometimes when they need specialists. And I had to call, and sometimes the beds aren't available, so we send them from emergency department to emergency department. And I picked up the phone to call the charge nurse at this emergency department that is a very large hospital, and anybody that's around here will know this hospital. So I'm not naming hospitals because I'm just not getting myself in trouble here. But um, it is a very large trauma hospital. And I called, and the charge nurse, now I had my preceptor next to me, and she, like, when I look back at this moment, it cracks me up, but, like, I tell you, I was so embarrassed, I wanted to crawl under a rock. But anyway, I pick up the phone, and I'm like, hey, so I have so-and-so coming to you, and now in the background, I hear the, we have, like, walkie-talkies, like, these big walkie-talkies, or radios, um, whatever, and (laughs) it's for EMS to get in touch with us so that we can know that we have an EMS coming in. And I hear the EMS radio in the background um, of the charge nurse that I'm talking to. And it's like, he's got a code coming in. He's got an MVC coming in. He's got, like, all these traumas coming in because, again, this is a trauma hospital, a level one trauma hospital. And so (laughs) I hear all this stuff, and I'm just, like, freaking out because he keeps answering that. So I'm, like, taking a pause, and then he'll answer that, and then he'll come back, and I'll try to give him more report. And I'm giving him this very detailed report, and he goes, what is this person coming to me for? Like, get with it. And I'm just, and he just like freaks out. And so I was like, they broke their spine. And he was like, okay. And he hungs up or he hangs up on me. And I didn't even get his name. And you have to have the name of the person you gave report for, for this form that's called an Imtala form. And it's part of the legal documentation when you're shipping a person from one hospital to another. So my preceptor was like, hey, did you get his name? And I was like, nope and she was like you're gonna have to call back and I was like I can't I cannot do that so after that like I practiced report almost every single time before I called it and I still to this day will kind of like mentally make myself a little bit of a note of what I'm gonna say to the nurse that's getting a report for me before I call them because I'm scared okay that traumatized me so then yes I do in fact practice what I say all right question number six what do you always have in your fridge? Um, milk. Like, we always have milk in the refrigerator because Chris loves milk. I drink almond milk or oat milk. Right now, I'm on an oat milk kick instead of almond milk. So, we always have milk, pretty much. Yeah. And cheese and some sort of sandwich meat because, like, string cheese. Because, like, those are my go-to snacks for, like, when I'm at work or in the emergency room, whatever, like, I'll just eat a bunch of rolled up turkey and string cheese. (laughs) All right, let's see, number seven. When have you stood up for yourself? Um, 
recently, but I'm not going to get into that on this podcast because we're just not at that place yet where that's one of the things that have triggered my mental health into a downer style. So, uh, yeah, we're not going to get into that one today. Maybe soon. Um, okay, number eight. What are the little things in life that you enjoy? Hmm. So, probably whenever it's not super hot outside and the wind is blowing. I love that. I love that so much. Um, I love the smell that, like, you can smell when you go to Lowe's Hardware and you go out to the plant section and they've just freshly watered the plants. Like, I love that smell. Um, I also love the smell of a coffee shop. That makes me happy. Um, I love the sound of a coffee shop to the point where, like, I will play coffee shop ambiance on the TV whenever I'm home by myself. Or sometimes even at work, um, where it has, like, the glasses clinking and people talking in the background. You can't always understand what they're saying. Like, I don't know. I love that. Um, I love sitting there snuggling with my nieces and my nephew. I love, love, love snuggling with them. Um, I don't love to be touched all the time, but, like, whenever they're around, like, it just makes me happy. Um, what else? What else? I love a lot of little things. It is literally the little things for me all the time. Um, oh, like when you draw, like when your handwriting is really good for the day. That's really nice. Um, when you go to get like something that you really want and it's the last one and you get lucky enough to get the last one. That makes me happy because I'm like, oh, the Lord was saving that just for me. Uh, a beautiful golden hour for photos when I'm doing photo shoots, like, that the sun is just absolutely perfect in the right space of the sky, and, like, I don't have to go doing all kinds of weird and wonky things to get the right angles. Um, Petting my dogs at night when they're being super snuggly, especially my dog Remy, her ears are the softest. And, like, I don't know if you know what a lamb's ear plant is. If you're into farmhouse style, you should know what a lamb's ear is. Um, but a genuine lamb's ear, like, they are so soft, and that is exactly what my dog's ears feels like. So, I did carry around a lamb's ear leaf for a little while, because it felt like her ear. I know, that's super weird, but, y'all, I'm trying to tell, I'm letting y'all know deep, dark things about me. (laughs) Um, alright, let's see, let's see. (laughs) Are you good at your job? (laughs) Well, I have really bad imposter syndrome, so I'm going to say now there are definitely people that are better at my job than me. Um, in the emergency department, I am decent. I'm not great. I am good enough to get by and good enough to teach other people how to do a job, but I'm not perfect. Like I'm not the one that you want if you want someone to follow all the rules and do everything perfectly. Yeah, like, I don't know if you've ever heard this saying, like, C's get degrees in in college. Um, that's me, 100%. So, I don't, I don't go above and beyond for things that I don't, like, love to do. You know what I mean? And I love to be a nurse, but the unfortunate toxicity of healthcare is that nobody goes above and beyond for you for going above and beyond, unfortunately. So, I'm kind of guilty of that. Um, let's see. This question says, what theme would you choose if you were to throw a costume party? Um, I don't know. Probably, 
probably like a decades theme, like a 70s or 80s theme, because that's kind of like really popular right now anyway, but like I think it would be fun to do like a 80s themed like roller skating party at like a really cool roller skating rink and not one of these old ones that we've had around for like a hundred years um with like a disco ball and like everybody wearing like shiny pants and you know silver and I don't know I think it'd be kind of cool and like big curly hair and just wild hair I just think it'd be kind of funny um let's see what's the first thing you do in the morning and I'm just keeping on keeping on because yeah, I already answered 10 questions, but I'm going to just keep on keeping on. Um, the first thing I do in the morning is I have to sit on the side of the bed and let my brain catch up to my body because I have a tinge of postural, um, it's called POTS, and it's where your heart rate goes, you know, sky high when you decide to change positions from lying to sitting. And there's been times where I've got up and just go right back down. So I have to stand up really slowly. And then I go to the bathroom and then I put my clothes on and then I take my dogs out and then I come back in, I feed them and I brush my teeth, fix my hair, and then I get my stuff together for lunch or food for work and then I leave. That's my day. Or my, it's literally like a 30 minute routine. Because I'm a shower at night type of girl. Like, I'm, I don't like shower first thing in the morning. It's too much work. I don't want to do all that. <laughs> um, oh, these two are really good. So, do you forgive people easily? <sighs> you know, we talked about this one, I think, at work, where we were talking about, like, do you give people chances, second chances? And it depends on who you are, but a lot of times I give people too many second chances, certain people too many second chances, and then there's some people that you're just not getting a second chance from me at all. So forgiving people easily, there's certain people in my life that, yes, I do forgive easily, but then there's other people that I don't. And I think it depends on the, like, type of hurt that you've done. So, like, if you've done something to hurt my actual, like, heart and soul, like, you've actually, like, demolished something that is really important to me or you know made me feel like one of my core values is not something to value then I don't want to forgive you but I want to be mad but if you're somebody who just like you know like just kind of hurt my feelings a little bit but like it's something that I can get over because it's more of a me problem than a you problem then yeah I forgive people easily um the other one was are you kind to yourself and the answer to that is a whopping no <laughs> I am not um Let's see. What was a turning point in your life? Let's see. What was a turning point in my life? I think when I was a sitter in the emergency room. Because everything that I am now is because of that moment where I saw a code in the emergency room for the first time in my life. And I wasn't a part of it. I was just sitting from it. Or sitting across the hall from it. And when I witnessed that team moment where they all went in there and they were just helping each other out and it was like this high stress situation this adrenaline I was like oh my gosh like I want to be a part of this like I want to be a part of the nursing world and specifically the emergency room and that moment led to another moment that led to another moment that eventually put me where I'm at now and so when I took that job as a sitter, which a sitter, I don't know if I've explained it in another episode, but you basically sit with like grandma, grandpa, 
that has dementia and keeps fiddling with things like their catheters or IVs and you got to protect them from doing that or it's like a psych patient that might want to hurt themselves and you got to watch them make sure they don't hurt themselves um so that's what I did for several months but I took that job because I needed a job like I just needed something to do while I was in school and so um I was actually going to school to be a teacher and so I was sitting in the emergency room one day and I witnessed that and I was like no like that excited me and I was like I feel like I need to be a nurse like I feel like God's telling me I need to be a nurse and so I left that day and signed up for CNA classes a couple days later and worked as a CNA and I did a lot of different things in the hospital but my heart always returned back to the emergency room and I don't know why I've even left the emergency room for two years and now I'm going back so I don't know why but God has always put me there um you know and I feel like I'm supposed to be there for some reason I just haven't quite figured it out yet because right now I feel kind of silly for going back because I'm really tired all the time when I leave out of there (laughs) and I've already had a couple stressful situations so (laughs) um let's see what made you happy when you were younger um I have no idea. That sounds short. that sounds really bad, doesn't it? I would probably say probably spending time with my sit like my nana and like being able to um, ride my scooter. I had one of those razor scooters and we loved those things. Um, we rode on those a lot. You know, I think that like just being outside with her while she watered her plants and just spending time with her made me happy. So. Um, what do you like to do most on a rainy afternoon? I'm going to be reading a book and or watching TV, but most likely reading a book and drinking coffee or taking a nice little nap. Do you tend to ask the questions or answer them? I don't know. Sometimes I like to ask the questions. Um, what movie have you seen at least five times? Dirty Dancing. Mmm... What is your greatest weakness? I think that I care too much about things that I don't need to be cared about. I give too much energy to stuff that doesn't always need my energy. So, don't do that. You shouldn't do that if you're me. Uh, whom did you last send a card to? Oh, Chris's cousin, her kiddos. She told me that they love cards, and I was like, oh my god, I love cards. And, like, I will be sending you guys cards all the time now because I love cards. And so... That's who I sent a card to last. I sent them um, a Valentine's Day card, and I sent them a card before that that was just like, hey, what's up? How are you doing? I miss you guys. They used to live here, but um, his cousin, well, his cousin is in the Navy, and his cousin's wife is who I talked to, and um, so they moved because of that. So they have moved to another state, and they're getting ready to move to another state, so I don't get to see them, but we do talk a lot, and... I found out that they love cards, and I was just so excited. I was like, I have to send you guys cards. And, like, if that's what we're doing, we're going to be card pals. Oh, Lord. Anyway, I could flip through that book for a long time. Maybe I'll do another round of that uh, another day. But I'll wrap it up for now. So, happy happy getting to know me a little bit. Uh, that wasn't really deep as I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be a little bit deeper. Um, anyway... I hope that you have a good rest of the week. I hope that 
I am consistent enough to <laughs> show up next week. Maybe I should start doing it every other week, but then I feel like I would put it off, and then I'd be like, oh, I have a whole week to do it, and then I just need to stick with the one every week. Sorry, guys, that was a, I'm having a conversation with myself there for a second, but um, anyways, I hope that you enjoyed getting to know me a little bit with these weird-ass questions from this book. I hope you know that I love you, and I hope that you know that you don't have to show up every single day 100%, but at least show up 1% um, at 1% so that you don't, like, give up entirely, because I don't want you to give up, because we need you in this world, because if you're listening to this show, I know that you are probably somebody super special and super awesome and super fun, and I know that we would get along, so I don't want anybody that I you know, would get along with to be not on this planet anymore. Um, but again, send me a DM if you need some, like, just a space to cope or a space to let loose and get your vibes right. I'm always there. Like, I will always listen and be an empathetic listener, and I'll say I can respond with, like, an actual response if that's what you want, or I can just respond with a I'm here to listen um, if that's something that will help you as well. Just let me know. Like, I'm here for you, friend. Um, but I love you all, and thank you for listening, and thank you for showing up, even though I don't always show up. I appreciate you. So, all right. I hope you have a great rest of the week. I'll talk to you guys later. Bye.